All right. Yo, uh, greetings, everybody. Uh, this is Wesley Pepper. This is the Artlexia Podcast. This is episode 111. And I think this is the Wednesday after the Easter long weekend. So if you did the whole Easter yeah. <laughs> and the, the beer hours with the <laughs> hours with the food and the, the alcohol, I I I good fun in the If you had fun, I mean I'll be travel safe all that shite and all that stuff around that. Uh just a big shout out to Mala Rama for coming to last with my sister. Really enjoyed. Um, I hope you guys listened to episode. I thought it was incredible. She's also one of the few artists that I've spoken to recently that was speaking very, very boldly of amount of sales. That actually came through really, really strong to that. And that um, it shows you that this post-pandemic era is not as bad as I think as some would say. And I also found as a, a stuff around I'm sure this sensational speaker. I thought that was super interesting too. Uh, because that also um, yeah. It's interesting on multiple levels. Also, also, guys, like just remember, uh, you are available on Facebook and this, you know, the main, the, 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 you know, like our page on YouTube. Um, I post um, all the episodes and some other interesting information about all our guests on on, on Facebook. So check that out. And here's the other major announcement. Then uh, <laughs> it's actually yeah. So I've been talking to the developers at MLab. They're looking to do the soft launch of Gallery 360 Africa on the 17th. Um, of of April, which is next week, Monday. Um, I don't think it's like a, it's it's not a media thing or anything like that. But um, we finally we finally done this. Is, that's like over close to five years work and conceptualizing and COVID and all this rubbish. Um, but we are finally there. So Gallery Three Sixty Africa um, will be on the Play Store. Hopefully by next week this time. Um, you know, I have got a whole plan around it. Around um, I'm testing it with, with various people and such and such. But the technology is available, so yeah, um, happy days regarding that. Um, moving on to today's episode today, I'm, I'm talking to an old friend of mine. Gee, was I know? Um, I actually want to share a story with um, with him before we, before before we start. My brother, let me just share the story with you. This is how I got to know him. Um, in the early 2000s, like early, I don't know, early early to late 90s, a long fucking time ago. Um, <laughs> I knew nobody. I, I knew I knew I knew nobody in 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 Johannesburg in the arts, and I was trying to do a uh, 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 a we were trying to put together a book, um, and I don't even remember how. I think I spoke to Theo from Funny Experience. I think it was him that me. But I was like, "Yo, I'm putting together an anthology of book. I'm looking for poets." And Cabello took me serious from that very day, my brother. You sent me. I remember you sent me Monday Blues. You sent me. Um, Shit. There was three. There was there was three. But I remember we took we took we took we took we took Monday Monday clothes. That was a, that was everything. I was in my early twenties, my king. Like nobody knew me. I was I was shy. I was insecure. I didn't know nothing about the industry. And yeah, this guy just come boom. And when I read that, like oh my fuck. So it's not just like semi work. It's like actually quite excellent work. My brother, um, just to my um to my listeners, um, you are a writer. You are a photographer. I have some years of photographer as well. Um, and today we're talking about your mm-hmm. book country and arrival. So, firstly, greetings and welcome to the uh, to the to the yes. <laughs> uh, yeah, my firstly, greetings, brother. How are you, man? How are you doing? Oh, I'm well. Um, you know, um, going through changes. Um, since the last time we were together, mm-hmm. I mean, you have been to my place, my home. You know, uh, and now 
the parents are gone. <laughs> and it's us now, you know. Yeah, no, it's, it's okay. It's okay. We get them on. So I think also it's that post uh, pandemic aspect, you know, um, and, you know, how learning to, to survive in the world and learning to, to, you know, get on with it. And I think more than any other thing, this has been one of the ways to get on with it. And and for me, this this is actually like one of the first things that I actually point out in the book, which is the book is uh, would not be possible without the teachings and the lessons that I've learned from my late parents. Um, and obviously the creative thinkers like yourself that I've encountered and also the communities that have raised us. Um, I think that's the first thing that I think I want to point out and highlight in the book and and as well as a way of getting on in terms of how uh, the creative output as well has become a catharsis, has become a, a catalyst and has been cathartic in dealing with uh, or finding ways of therapy or finding ways of uh, dealing with the with the, with adversity. I, I think this would not be possible because I think if. Uh, we encountered each other last year this time when I was putting the book together would not be able to have this conversation uh, because it was so much the, the 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 publication becoming a vehicle in allowing one to um, you know to, to 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 restore hope and a smile where there could be a could have been a frown you know? <laughs> so I think uh, this, that's one thing about the publication that I revere the most, which is the ability to have provided me as or open up a space for me to uh, to vent out, to cry, to find, to remember actually, to also remember more, more, more so to remember, um, you know, the, the 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 beauty that there is in the world in spite of all the difficulties that post uh, a pandemic has brought onto us. So I think the book is not just only around the idea of poetry, um, and and not not it's not only poetry actually. It's not only a poetry book. I think one of the things that you and I were were were, were things that were drawn to us, or the things that were that, that that we were doing at the time, it was finding ways to publish books that were not just only about uh, one medium. Uh, or rather poetry as uh, a form, but it was also how that book is published, how that creative book uh, is, is is put together. So I think it, it's, it's, that's, that's what the process has been for me in terms of putting this publication together. It has been more of a curatorship as opposed to think around it as editing a poetry book. No, it's not only a poetry book. Um, I mean, poetry is one of the forms there's also stories, there's also drawings, uh, sketches that you have contributed to the publication. There's also uh, photographs that, that I have made, but I've also invited some of those creative thinkers that have inspired this journey and also allowed and open up a space for um, a conversation. So that, um, I mean, I come from a, 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 a creative movement and you are part of it. And certain people that I invited in the book, like Jacob Mawela, who I'm always co-curating photography shows with in and around this the city of Johannesburg and 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 
you know, working together as 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 part of Soweto Photo Album, the, the collective of photographers from Pimville, where I'm born, where I'm raised in the township of Soweto. And, you know, uh, allowing you also, uh, Wesley, somebody who I, I, I lived with in the city of Johannesburg as a brother, as a friend, uh, to also bring in uh, uh, some of your own creative output into this collective. I think that's one of the things that I think uh, we, we, we have been missing in terms of when um, I think about some of, the, some of the creative writing books that have inspired me would have been stuff like Stuff Rider, would have been books like um, New Contrast or, um, you know, A, a, a New Coin, but uh, also all of those were kind of literary journals where you see poets uh, coming together with musicians, with um, visual artists, with photographers, all coming together and creating an aesthetic that speaks of the time. And I think that's yeah, that's what yeah. I have thought about mostly in this creative writing book. Yeah. Um, yeah my brother, <laughs> I, I would just like to come in there um, and, and you actually ended it where, where I wanted to um to take it. And just to the listeners, like um Camero makes mention there um, um of like collaborating with multiple mediums on one on one on one book. And I know you've been consistent with that because you did a lot you wrote a lot of poetry and photography and vice versa, the one inspired the other and so forth and so forth, and we even worked on that black pen. It was early early two mm. thousands and it, and it and it and it had the same so that was even take about ten or so years ago so just to my um, mm. so so I think I think saying um in saying that um that means process well, your process is very uh is very fine tuned it's very it's it's it's, it's you know it's very fine tuned and, and and you have uh, almost a legacy of it so just for my listeners my brother can we how did it um because I also want to talk about your relationship with what sort so so how did it come that you decided to do Hunger and Arrival now as a not post to the past, because I know you were also at most um, uh, place in Makanda there for a while. Um, roads, roads, roads. I know you were there for a while as well, you know, and and and, and as part of your masters, you also had a right person that and that. So, 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 so I did that that you decided, you know, you're gonna, you know, you know, you start doing it now. Yeah. Well, um, well, if, 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 you, if you go through the book, uh, you, you realize that there are pieces that emerge um, before I went to Makani. There are pieces that emerge um, whilst I was at Makanda. And there are pieces that emerge uh, post-Makanda. And I think this is the thing about inspiration at times, because some pieces in the book um, are pieces that go back to my childhood. Okay. They speak about the traumas that one experienced as a child. However, I, I arrive at developing those pieces as a man. So when I speak about the aspect of remembering, um, I'm not only talking about um, remembering the, the, the instances that I had with my creative writing friends or my uh, creative friends. I'm talking about remembering as a way of dealing with trauma as well. Dealing sure. with things that have influenced, that have shaped one in their way that they see the world. And sure. I think that in itself has been a sense of cathartic process in, towards therapy and, and sort of coming to terms with how one has um, developed as a 
growing person, as a growing poet, not just a growing poet, but also as a as 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 as, as, a, as a human being in the world. And I think one of the things is about learning to remember language, learning to remember. Um, you know, uh, 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 the, the 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 environment that, sh that especially growing up in Soweto, where there was a lot of political turmoil, and and obviously it happened throughout the country. However, there are aspects that I feel like in our own histories are underdocumented. Uh, one of the conversations that I was having along this past weekend with some of my friends about the idea of those kids who grew up in the 80s and the aspect of identity crisis, especially the kids that left the township schools and went to the so-called model c schools yeah, yeah. those kind of narratives are, are, are sort of underrepresented in text i mean i know uh the narrative about uh, coconut uh, well she writes from a different perspective around somebody who grew up in the city and going to a white school but there are also those who grew up in the township and went to the Mother C schools. So those kind of narratives are not so much represented in text. So remembering is part of that, dealing with how the and coming to terms with our own individual histories and 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 see how they'll have shaped our own kind of uh, path in the world as we as we move forward. Yeah. So so yeah, I mean that's so that's partly part of the process in terms of the aspect of of, of memory and I like and, that. And, and, yeah. and, and, yeah, yeah. So that's also encompassed in the book. So essentially, obviously, as you're saying, like, but also uh, post my um, post my my creative writing MA at Rhodes, and uh, they were they were very interested in publishing the work. However, for me, as I say, there were certain aspects, uh, certain experiences, certain um, uh, uh, um elements if i should put it that way which i felt they needed to come into a full circle in having a publication so sometimes doing things because you know like forced creativity uh forced creativity can somehow uh, do a disservice to the material and i think more than any other thing the creative process is always not always about the final product it's always about the process and I think for me, the process has been more electrifying. And obviously there is the book itself, however, but the, the creative process has been electrifying, making friendships with those people who have also contributed to the publication and then eventually tying it together. And I think that's, that's yeah, that's how I really feel about it. So yeah, yeah, that's brilliant. <laughs> I like that. I like the answer because because you really speak to something that we cover extensively on this platform is the is the is the process and I and I and I, and I love the way you explained it just for any new uh, listeners like we um, you know we explore that that subject matter extensively and the reason is is to give perspective mm -hmm. to the article that's one reason and I also think that um, for people who buy and appreciate the art I think it's important for them to know so they can value it. You know, there's, there's a monetary side to it. My brother, you have a long relationship with Patsotso Justice. Um, in fact, ever since I know you, I think we're either collaborating with you on some on some level. Um, to have a to have to have such a such a such a relationship, clearly you know each other well, um, and they know your process as well and know your art well. Um, 
it's almost mm-hmm. like it was a batch made in heaven man can you just tell my listeners like how did you when did you first start working with him and how was it relation i mean it's been over 20 years yeah well you know essentially you know <laughs> it's funny like um i i always used to say like uh, i've encountered all the people that have inspired that have inspired me or people that are my icons. I've encountered all my icons, except for those who then passed before my time. And then yeah. some of those who passed before my time would have been maybe some of these jazz musicians, like your, your John Coltrane and your Thelonious Monk. He passed before my time. However, some of these guys who were writing for Bozozo, who are like your likes yeah. of Simpio Kangwenya, Stamto Supreme, I read their text when I was in high school. And for me, they are the voices of the land in terms of when I read their pieces, they spoke to my experience. They had a voice that was familiar. Their voices resonate. Hello? Uh, I think there's just a, a break in transmission there. Um, here we go. I'm sorry, pick, pick it up. Okay. Now. Okay. So, so, for, so, so, my relationship with Pozozo goes back, first of all, to from when I encounter these uh, influential uh, uh, poetry performers. However, I encounter the, the I encounter that text first in a literary journal, and it could have been one of those Pozozo, uh, which have like this, uh, where it was just a compilation of. Uh, their writings, which is Anavani. And they were these voices of the land were basically um writing or performing using a, a tone that I could relate to in terms of it was far more removed from uh, the poetry that one was being exposed to in high school. And as somebody who was already uh, drawn to the written word, I was really, really infatuated by this kind of writing. And I think, I mean, I remember one of the pieces by Sipiragangwenya, which speaks about, uh, <sighs> the words have escaped me, but, you know, basically these guys who are sitting at the corner and living in the city and just begging for begging for cash as a form of occupation. And I was like, I could see these images. And I think that's the thing about it. There are images in text just as much as there are images that are visual. So I could identify these images that were being described in the atmosphere of Sipua's lyrical style. And I'm not even going to talk about Stamto Supreme because Stamto Supreme, when he speaks, he's, he's, he's um, uh, so-called or Tsotita somehow might say, you know, I, that that spoke to my heart. And I think that's the first thing that, that's the first place where I encounter uh, uh, just as, as a performing po- as a performing group of, po- of poets. And then there's the literary journal. The literary journal for me was very, very important because um, not only did it have the poetry, it had also short stories, it had um, it had uh, photo essays. It had um, a, liter- a literary criticism. So all of these aspects about Bozozo have always, for me, 
perhaps continued with a, a, a literary journal like Stuff Writer took off from. So as Stuff Writer dies out, you see the emergence of Botswoto, which has even till today has continued to, um, you know, to 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 compile uh, the voices of the land into text and making sure that under all these difficult circumstances, it is able to enable us writers to have a place where we could be able to publish our work and enable the reading audience to access the voices of the land in as vast as they come. So I think for me, that has been important. However, I mean, that I could have started publishing with Pototo, uh, publishing my poems, first of all, um, I don't know, maybe in the early, early 2000 or something like that. However, I think one of the major works that I started doing with Pototo is um, the the red ant exhibition, um, yes, the red ant exhibition. It also continues in the same vein, where uh, the same uh, vein in terms of how images, uh, visual images, also incorporate writing, and I think that's one thing that we have continued, or how I have continued to work in or operate as somebody who considers the written word and also images and how they both operate. And, 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 and I think in this exhibition, you also contributed your piece because I think you also work in that your creative output basically is it, it, it speaks over, you know, um, as, as a vehicle for you to tell your, your narratives. And I think that's, 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 that's how, that's how we, we, we curated that exhibition whereby we gave, um, um, the the, the 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 contributors to that exhibition um a, a, a photo a couple of photographs to choose from and write and you also contributed your your piece uh your poetry piece in that exhibition however that exhibition in, began essentially as a photo essay a photo essay whereby I went into the city into the city of Johannesburg in one of those buildings which were being evicted where where occupants were being evicted and I photographed and I photographed the process. And then I went, I went and wrote about my experiences as I photographed that whole entire uh, eviction process by the Red Ants. And then Pototo was interested in publishing that I think they use it, they use some of the images as a front and a back cover for their book, for their yeah. for the for the public, yeah. their literary journal. However, in the final in the in the in the final printing of that particular uh, photo essay, they were very unhappy about how the the, the prints actually eventually uh, came out, and then uh, and then we thought maybe we could take it further, and 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 I think they felt like they felt they felt like there was there was a disservice, and they wanted to see that these images can even go further, and 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 and. And they did that, and yeah. I think I was then. I then I then cut my teeth into curating photography exhibitions because then I remember in that photography, or rather in in the process of photographing the 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 the, the eviction process, one of my friends Moshe Sikete, I was actually we were the only people who were photographing that building. It was just myself and him, and I think the other guys with the bigger lenses could not come in, and they intimidated the workers. We had like those smaller lenses, you know. And then we were not so intimidating. I think that's how they let us just photograph the process, you know? And then, yeah, so we then decided to put it together with Moshe and bring uh, uh, poets like yourself, poets, visual poets like yourself, 
and <laughs> and then we 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 did that we did that with Pototo. My relationship has grown stronger. It has grown stronger since ever since. Yeah, and 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 eventually, it's very it's very interesting how things work. Uh, with because sometimes we tend to we tend to uh, uh, maybe overlook that there's a, almost like a line, you know. Because when I was in when I was in varsity, somehow. Alan, the editor of Pototo, was my examiner. And I only found out that obviously after I've written and after I had been marked and I received my, my results and so forth and so forth, the comments from my examiners and so forth regarding my work, Alan was my examiner. And how I find myself in that creative writing MA class at, at, at Rose University is that I encountered the head of, the, of, 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 of that MA in creative writing Robert Barrett, when I was probably like 19 years. So um, there's a line, there's a line. It's not by coincidence that we tend to kind of continue this working relationship. Uh, Robert Barrett at, at, at Rhodes, he was one of my uh, supervisors for my thesis. So it is not by a coincidence. I think these are the people who've always had yeah, those, those those things, relationships. Absolutely. So we've had a relationship with uh, all these creative uh, thinkers who then have also contributed in the development of uh, of, of this particular uh, this particular publication, which is partly a thesis, um, and you also part, part, partly contributing into this. So it's there's not a it's not a coincidence. I think there's always a line a line of of of, of thinkers, a line of ideas, a line of uh, events, a series of events that culminate into a particular uh, set or piece that then obviously uh, shapes that uh, talks about where we come from. So yeah, so that's that's yeah. <laughs> that's um, you know, just for uh, just for some perspective, there, I just want to just for my um, listeners, um, the rare ends, um, um, exhibition that was around, I think it was just twenty before the twenty ten, so it was there about. Um, um, that was actually an yes. outstanding body of work. Um, I, um, besides my contribution, I remember the image as well, and I remember the the, mm -hmm. the show traveled a bit. Um, I remember Washer telling me Zira gig was it you that told me Zira gig in, um, in Durban as well, if my memory serves me. So, so, yes. so, so the yes. show traveled um, quite a bit. And just, and just an interesting bit about that. Um, if my memory serves me, um, I actually remember the building where they got evicted. Mm. That was also around the yes. time when the city of Johannesburg was cleaning out everything for the for the for, for the football. Um, um, um yes. and that gentrification really yes. really started in, in the um, in the city and you know you get from name and so forth. So so I just thought I just wanted to highlight that part just to give it some real perspective there. Um my brother, okay, so, so 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 the so the relationship with with with, with and, and, and 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 is extensive um and it's multi layered. Mm. Um, it's it's actually it's actually a beautiful story. I, I think within that is a story itself. Um, it's actually quite oh, a beautiful oh, story. Oh. Thanks for sharing that. Um, so yeah. actually, I wanna I wanna I wanna get to the poetry and to the and to the and to Cabello the artist uh, because um, I know that uh, you are also highly well, let me just say influenced by by jazz. Um, yeah, living in a I'm a piano era. Um, obviously, <laughs> a sound that is like just everywhere, <laughs> just, just can't escape it. Yeah, 
I've actually, mm. I've actually, I'm monitoring and I'm following how this type of sound is actually uh, impacting art itself. Um, um, there's there's, mm. there's a type of lackluster gen generic thing across all genres. In fact, anything that sells. Mm. And I like the way you spoke in, in the beginning about like how how the process is actually part of the art and, and so forth. Um, so. Mm. Tell us about your relationship with music, man. Uh, how did the how did the music affect the writing and the and the and the and, 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 and the, the photography? Or, or I don't know if it matters which one came first, but I but I know music and dance yeah. is a very big part of your, I would say your creative personality. Um, yeah, man. Just share us. Yeah, yeah Tell us a little bit about that. <laughs> yeah. Well, you, you know. Um... I think I think I think as as African people, um, music is 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 a part of our everyday life. It plays a part in our everyday life. Um, I mean, it's Easter time now. I'm going to the shop. There's a Zionist church at this house. I hear a drum beat, and that in itself it just centers me, you know. <laughs> and I'm just you know simply walking past the street, you know. So. Music is every it's 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 it is in a way like a part it, it influences a part of our everyday walk of life and I think that's the first thing and obviously growing up in a, in an oral culture whereby oral traditions whereby if there is no game that we played as children that did not in, in, incorporate music you know and 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 not only that like the cool thing about perhaps when we were growing up is that we made our own toys in terms of not everything was was digitalized, you know, and we, <laughs> we make toys and play and sing and 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 that's just how cool it is. So this thing of ah, he makes his own instruments is not is nothing new to us. Yeah, <laughs> we always improvise instruments according to the environment and obviously the times that we're living in, we have modified ways of making those uh, games come alive. Right, so that's the first thing, and then obviously, then there would have been one of the most influential um, music style that came out of New York City, which will be uh, MCing and hip hop. That in itself was very, very influential, and it was also inspired by the music jazz. Um, all of those elements, and and especially now that we are much older, well, the more we trace and the more we look at how a lot of these musical instruments were being or rather how the sound was being carved into the music uh, in terms of hip-hop we find that there are always jazz elements whether somebody was sampling miles davis so for one to then sort of find themselves listening to miles or train or in the south african instance would be people like you know uh, you know uh, zim Nawana, uh, who i also speak about it or rather you know, have a conversation with. I think he's also within the line of black consciousness. And the more one perhaps looks into uh, Zimnawani, they would then perhaps even begin to appreciate Coltrane, not the other way around for me. It was more the appreciation for people like Zim Sound that I began to actually, you know, enjoy a bit more of the Coltrane or, you know, or the American cat. The more I listen to uh, Andile Yanana, the more I listen to Hevito Aedi, the more I listen to the Dozoma Kati, the more I probably will even go further and branch out and listen to Thelonious Monk, you know. So the more I, I 
or and maybe vice versa. The more I listen to a bit of monk, the more I go back and actually even find something richer in Begum Seleko. So this conversation between the United States and South Africa as a jazz uh, mecca has been continuous. It is, it is, it has not stopped. It is and especially growing up in the city of Johannesburg, the sounds, the, 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 the experiences of oppression, the experiences of how we pride ourselves through the adversity, it has always uh, kind of continued um, to, 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 to emerge in, in, in various ways, in the way that we uh, paint, the way that we dance, the way that we dress ourselves up, and the way we style ourselves, you know, because we've often styled ourselves. And a lot of the stuff that we do would then perhaps go and infiltrate a contemporary space. A contemporary space. Funny enough, like I don't think, I mean, I don't think there is a music industry in South Africa as such. But however, some of us are more fortunate to um, be um, in line or maybe be in the company of great musicians because of our devotion to uh, our practice, which is either as writers or as poets. As, as people who are photographers, we, we, we then sort of, the, 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 the musicians often uh, seek that's uh, a little bit of something that we write about them, a little bit of photographs that we make of them. So the space of avant-garde music making would not uh, be uh, actually um, be, 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 be visible. It did not have so much visibility uh, had it not been for all these other uh, uh, artists who make images, uh, portraits of these uh, great musicians that we have here at home. So, I mean, obviously, like this might not be so much in primetime television. However, I mean, a painting speaks a million words about the space. You know, a photograph speaks a million a million words about the sound of 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 the music. So there's always a relationship, and I think, you know, more so the 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 the, the you know, there the, 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 the is a sense of camaraderie, uh, a, 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 a sense of community of creative, of creative, or maybe more serious artists in this country, you know, who are not so much, uh, you know, in the limelight, so to speak. Yeah. However, yeah. Been able to maybe develop newer spaces of performances to cater for the arts. That's a very, that's a very interesting uh, point that you, that you, I some of our listeners, there's some, one of our neighbors is pulling in here, so that's the planting okay. sound there. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. You're actually raising up, this is my brother, very interesting point about, um, about, about, I like way you put it, serious art. I, I, I think that's a, I think that's a cool way of, of, of raising it. Um, and how the one end sort of, um, sort of, sort of feeds the other and the lack of spaces for that. Um, just how I put that together is that's actually what we're experimenting with as we speak right now. Because this post this this COVID world, uh, pre-COVID world, um, um, post-COVID, sorry, uh, I, I thought there's one thing is that um, mm. physical spaces are actually um, quite limiting, um, and our audience is mm. is global because the conversation we're having now, I'm sure, can tell throughout the world. Uh, my brother and I still want to pick up on that point, yeah. and I want to talk about the um, I don't know where the book is available, and and and, and maybe get into some poetry. Um, so we'll do that in the next session. So I'm going to close this session and send you another link and get okay. started after that. All right? Okay. Sure, sure. Okay. Just, just, okay, okay. That's fine. That's fine. That's fine. Thank you. Thank you. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, everybody. <clears throat> well, excuse me. Yeah, after that break. Yeah. Uh, my brother, we were just talking um, offline 
now a briefly about the about the rollout of um, where can we get hungry um, hungry on arrival, um, and we just um, and just to and just for the listeners, you know, we are we are we are living in um, in in a different time, and um, how you sell books and how you get books out there as as also James. So just explain to us what's the what's what's happening with in terms of a total. Um, 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 you know, what do you guys have planned? You may need something of maybe doing activities in the future. Yeah, so the, the, I think I think the idea of moving as a stable is very important. I think we I, I come from I come from a, as we, as we've discussed like a, I come from a stable that that is but also publishers and you know we've got award winning writers who are young part of my generation uh, emerging writers not aspiring not aspiring as such because we've been in the game you know. <laughs> Because I'm a children, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but obviously we are doing things differently. And we're yeah. bringing in newer elements in terms of marketing uh, our products. So a lot of the stuff will be on, 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 on the website, but also a website which is consistently being updated. You know, so you go to Bozozo's Arts Link and then you will find uh, a lot of the information. There's also... Um, on Twitter, we're also on Twitter. Uh, I'm also on Twitter as Jasmine Cavs. Um, and then also Instagram. I think that's where you probably see a lot of the performances. So as we as, as, as we launch this product, which we will eventually launch within the next month, uh, which is May, we will find, I think the, so far there's a nice venue in, in Brafantin. But however, not only am I looking in Johannesburg, because a lot of the book doesn't only speak about instances of the experiences that I have in the city. I also have other parts of, you know, that I've, I, <laughs> you know, <laughs> that I've touched based on. And I think that's the, that's the most important thing, which is, you know, there are sort of underrepresented communities or underrepresented languages that actually emerge in the book. Because I am a multilingual writer. I speak various languages. I speak numerous languages. So in the book, you'll find that there's English. There's also, I mean, I, I, I was raised by in, in, a, in, a, in, a, in a Sesotho speaking tradition. And I also bring in associations of Sesotho and English in the same poem, you know? So there are a plays here that, uh, or rather underrepresented text in South African contemporary writing or South African contemporary poetry writing, where, yeah, like I ring in these elements, uh, whether it's also Stanto as well. And then, yeah, various languages and various communities as well, whether they be rural communities, some kind of rural fiction going on here, where I, I speak about my experiences outside of the means, outside of the Afropolitan city of Johannesburg. So I think that's very important as well. And more than any other thing, I think, the way that the book is done, I think it's highly imperative that one considers having a copy of this book, because as you can see, I'm just flashing through it. There are images that are emerging in the book. So the book itself is a it's got it's got it's got shelf value. So you must have a copy of it to really, really um, kind of get a deeper sense as to what this book is ought to do. Because on the one hand, when I actually sort of read the text, as opposed to, so there's a compiling aspect. However, when I read the text, I find that the text has a sense of historical value. So the writing in the book 
has significant historical value. And I think also that comes through because I also started writing around the history of South African jazz. And I think my experience as somebody who then started conducting um, historical research then it's somehow sipped into the book without me being aware of it, you know, but that comes from me reading the book, not necessarily having compiled it, you know, so that's a different way, you know, so looking at the book as a, as a reader and finding a different um, sense of value that it brings. Yeah. So that's, that's, <laughs> I love that. I love that. I love that. my brother. Um, I mean, just to the listeners. So um, they can find you on all the social media platforms, including the Batoto, um, we can, I'm sure the dates, when the dates are finalized and so forth, will be available on there, correct? Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, can absolutely. you just give out the, the Batoto or the Twitter handle? Which, 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 which handle are we using? Is it your account or is it the publisher's account? So, so I think you can just go to Batoto at link, and I think you'll find, um, yeah, that's the website. That's the website. That's where you find a lot of everything. Yeah. All the information. <laughs> the information. Yeah, yeah, man. Yeah, you know, yeah. you know, one of the one of the I want to add another another point um on, on, on what you were saying about the about the entire book's experience. One of the one of the things that I've that I that I'm aware of about your work is that it always includes multi um mediums. So it almost makes sense in um in putting the book out there. That there must be a definitely a, a strong performance element. There must definitely be a, a, yes. a music. Um, um definitely. Yes. Um, is there a uh, is there a strategy around that? Is there um, given or, or or basically basically what I'm trying to what I should be more direct um, is that um, is there going to be any like online performances or or or, or anything using the digital space? Or is all the performance based and, and all the launch, um, let me just say, material going to be, you know, in person? I think it will be, it'll be, it'll be, it'll be a bit of both. It will be, I mean, um, I think everyone is, everyone, everyone is, is concerned about the spaces of performances. And I think this is probably, you see, that's, that's, that's where not just the poet comes in. I think that's where the poet becomes almost a cultural worker, yeah. where they are bringing these concerns and advocating uh, a sense of change in the space, a and, and critically looking at how uh, these uh, spaces can be infiltrated. So I think one of the ways is to consider poetry as, or rather bring in the element or poetry build with music in mobilizing these concerns. I think that's how we've often done it. And I think that has worked in itself. So um, it's not just poetry on the page, but it's poetry also maybe with a drum and maybe with some saxophone. And I think those are the elements that are captured in the book. However, then I will have to kind of physically do that in spaces of performances. And I think that's, yeah, that's, that's pretty Yeah, cool. man. Yeah, my brother. I th yeah. I think that's also um, where our where our relationship is has definitely got more um, 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 room for collaboration is um, in yeah. is, is that is that digital space and, and and using that because we at Gallery 360 Africa is definitely looking right. at that and um, yeah man I just yeah that's just a point I want to make about that that, that, that that's something I'm really working with at the moment also um, I just want to make a point so so we now we're almost middle of April. 
So, um, yeah, the book will go out, or rather the, the episode will go out this week. Um, so if there's any, let's give out a guest to the back there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, yeah. so um, I guess, <laughs> greetings, greetings, greetings. Um, my brother, we were talking. We were talking about your about your work. Um, yeah, man. As I said, I I I guess I my my relationship to you. I know you as a poet. I know you as a performer. Yeah. Um, sort of yeah. With the AM there. Do you mind? Uh, do you mind reciting or performing at least one piece? Uh, that is available in the book. I will cut it up and I'll post it with the um with the episode as well. Is there, is there, okay. uh, or let me also ask you, is there a signatory piece uh, or, or piece that everybody knows Kamelu Mufuke of? I have a few ideas, but I'll, <laughs> 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 I'll let you, I'll let you say. Yeah. Yeah. Well, maybe, maybe I should, I should, I should read one of the newer pieces, like the ones that I okay. felt like they needed to come out Um. as, okay, okay. Let me just wait for Mudupi to, to do this. Uh, <laughs> okay. It's okay. Uh, as, as I said, like the, a lot of the, a lot of the pieces, obviously, like as somebody who is a trained photographer, as somebody who is a practicing poet, and with a deep love for music. Uh, a lot of the pieces that I write bring in all these elements. They consider these elements, um, and 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 obviously, like they are, they, they have a life of their own. And I'd like to pick up one of the pieces that I think maybe is a lot more quieter. Sure. I like to consider a piece that that is more quieter and I think maybe speaks about the idea of the sounds of community so okay. music is not just in the music but it's mostly also music is in the world okay yeah so this piece it's more quieter but I think it's it's relevant it's called somewhere somewhere inside a block of flats a trombone wields a blue flame, then dies. Somewhere in the wake of a suburban silence, a cigarette cough ruptures a lung, then quietly sleeps. Somewhere inside our tyrant, black screams rise from a burning tire, refusing to deny. Somewhere across a treacherous road, a racist hound grinds her teeth unashamedly. Somewhere behind a curtained window, a candle sobs, slowly suffocates.
somewhere beneath the crack of moonshine. Rust permeates dawn, tarnishing our silver dreams. Somewhere behind shut doors and the electric strings of wired fences, I roam and return darkly. Ladies and gentlemen, well done, my kid. Um, I could I could actually do an episode just on describing the poem. I see the the writing hand is as strong sure. as ever, not stronger. Um, the sound, the images, is quite so, uh, which is which is quite yeah. crazy because because it's be quiet where I am now. Um, I guess the acoustics of the of the poem was was loud, was loud, my brother. Yeah. I'm about a couple hundred kilometers from you, and I could hear it. I could, I could feel that. That's fantastic, man. I, hope the listeners could also, could also get a, um, could, could get a taste of it. My king, man. Thanks, like for coming through, man. And like, I, this, this was a blast. This was an absolute blast. Um, I think that, um, yeah, man. I'll do, I'll do everything on my side here to push the book. There's also the app that's coming out, and we can have a conversation about uh, the the e-commerce side of that. Yeah. Hopefully in a few weeks. My brother, yeah. thanks a lot for coming through. And so my listeners, yeah. man, just remember that uh you'll find Sure, my kid. <laughs> um yeah. Well, it's lovely nice seeing you, my brother, and thank you very much for this opportunity. Yeah. Thank well, you, my brother. A long time coming, uh, and thank you very much. Yeah, man. And it's and, lovely and, to see that my, 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 the Mandingo piece there. I can see yeah, it. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 I'll try to switch it up. Wow. Maybe. Yeah, yeah, no, no. The, 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 um, the only thing that is that let us change over time is the gray hairs, my brother. <laughs> it's the gray hairs, as it but everything else is the same. Eh? Ish, ish. <laughs> yeah, wow, so, so I keep, wow. the, I keep yeah. the beards like trim because I think the big, yeah, 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 I don't think it's gray. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still so sensitive. Oh, lovely to see you. <laughs> Camelo, yeah. for wow. coming through, my wow. brother. I'll keep you up to speed wow. when the episode goes live. For my listeners, I'll catch wow. you next week. One love. One love.